This is The Public Speaker. Quick and dirty tips for improving your communication skills with your host, Lisa B. Marshall. Today I'll cover Mastering the Art of Self-Introductions. So I'm really excited because we have a new sponsor for the show. That's Stitcher Radio. And Stitcher Radio is really cool if you haven't seen it yet. What Stitcher does is it allows you to listen to your podcasts, but on your phone. It works on the iPhone, it works on a BlackBerry, works on a Pre and an Android. And the best part is, is that you don't have to download the podcast. It just automatically syncs to your phone. So how do you get this? You have to get the app and you download the app at stitcher.com forward slash Lisa. That's stitcher.com forward slash Lisa. And right now they're running a special promotion that if you put Lisa in the promo code box, you'll have a chance to win a hundred bucks. Next week, my twin daughters will be entering kindergarten. Last week, they each received a handwritten letter from the principal of the school. She introduced herself to the girls by listing her favorite things to eat and by sharing her summertime activities. My husband and I also received a letter of introduction. However, in our letter, the principal described her experiences and her background, along with her goals for the upcoming year. I have to say, I was impressed. It's clear that this principal... She understands that people quickly form strong opinions based on first impressions and that a well-crafted, strong self-introduction, it's a critical part of making a good first impression. Whether you're in a classroom or a conference room or even online, the ability to effectively introduce yourself is a critically important communication skill. First impressions are made quickly and they're very difficult to change. So in this episode, I'll cover quick and dirty tips for effectively introducing yourself. First, if possible, all introductions should start with the name of the other person. Of course, in a letter or online, that's easy to do. Dear Ariana or Hi Daniela. In person, it's tempting to start with your own name, but if you know the name of the other person, use his name first. In a group setting, you can just say, Hi everyone. Once you've said your greeting, then you need to say your name. In fact, In a professional setting, it's important to say your name twice. It's also a good habit to slow down and say your name clearly. For example, Hi Jane, I'm Lisa, Lisa Marshall. Depending on the setting, you may also want to include your title, your company, or the appropriate context. Hi Mary, I'm Lisa, Lisa Marshall. I'm one of the speakers today. It's great to meet you, Mary. If you noticed, I said the name of the other person twice as well. That helps you to remember her name and it shows your interest. As you're saying these initial words, remember that the majority of the impact will come from your tone of voice and your body language. Of course, with all introductions, you'll want to communicate enthusiasm by smiling and using direct eye contact and speaking in an upbeat, positive tone of voice. In a business setting, you'll likely also include a handshake. You'll want a firm, full-handed, web-to-web handshake. Be sure to listen to my previous episode on effective handshaking and be sure to test your handshake on several people before important introductions, such as job interviews. Along with a confident handshake, you'll also need to walk and stand with confidence. This means walking slightly faster than normal with your shoulders back. I always like to imagine someone pouring cold water down my back because this mental image, it helps me to move faster and to keep the right posture. Your goal is confidence, but not overconfidence. That's just intimidating and off-putting. And remember, fresh breath is important. (laughs) Always carry mints with you. Next, an important part of any introduction is to consider your audience. 
who exactly are you introducing yourself to? What will they find interesting or compelling? What can you share that can help build common ground and to help you make a connection? In the letter the principal sent to my children, she mentions that she likes to eat pizza and ice cream and go to the beach in the summer. Of course, she chose these particular things on purpose. What kid doesn't like pizza, ice cream, and going to the beach? Similarly, in the parent introduction letter, she shares her goals for new students, which, of course, are shared by all parents. So in a classroom setting, students and teachers should share their interests, their educational goals, and their activities, again, in an effort to establish common ground. In a conference room, it's really no different. Business professionals share their professional interests, their business goals, and their business activities. Again, the goal is to establish common ground and to make a connection. It can be anything, anything that you're both interested in. It doesn't have to be school or business related. It doesn't even have to be of great importance. Just be sure to choose safe, obvious links and avoid controversial topics. Hi, Mary. I'm Lisa, Lisa Marshall. It's great to meet you, Mary. I'm a communication specialist, and I'm one of the speakers here today. I'd love to hear who you thought was the best speaker so far. Notice that self-introductions should be short and conversational. After sharing very briefly about yourself, you can then ask a question, and that helps to lead your partner into a conversation. The exception, of course, is in an interview setting, where it's best to let the interviewer lead the conversation. It's possible to be conversational even in writing, again by asking questions. In the letter from the principal to my girls, she encouraged them to write her back by asking them about what they like to eat and do during the summer. However, at times, a self-introduction may be one-sided, such as when a room full of people are asked to introduce themselves. In this case, you may be asked to provide specific information, but at other times, you may be free to respond in any manner you choose. The first case is easy. Just remember to include a greeting, your name, and all of the requested information, regardless of the responses of the previous participants. When the introduction details are your choice, I recommend picking three things that you think other people in the group might be able to relate to. Again, the idea is to build rapport. By choosing just three things, your introduction will be more memorable. In addition, you can expand or contract the length of your response by providing examples or details for each of your chosen three things. For example, for a very short introduction, I might say something like, Hi everyone, I'm Lisa, Lisa Marshall. I'm a professional speaker and author who enjoys dancing and photography. For a longer answer, I might say something like, Hi everyone, I'm Lisa, Lisa B. Marshall. I'm a professional speaker and author. I specialize in communication skills and I'm excited because my new audiobook on interviewing skills will be released shortly. I enjoy dancing, although I'm not that good at it. I really love Latin music and salsa dancing is my favorite. I also enjoy photography, and in fact, I'm thinking about buying myself a new digital SLR for my upcoming birthday. So in summary, first remember, using names are important. Showing enthusiasm and confidence are also essential. Then remember to build rapport through common ground. Be conversational and be brief, focusing on only three things. I'd love to hear from listeners, and as your back-to-school homework, I invite you to send me your self-introduction. Really, this is Lisa B. Marshall, passionate about communication. Your success is my business.
So instead of taking my word for it, I decided to ask listeners to tell me what they thought about Stitcher, because I know quite a few people use that application already. And so this is what some of the listeners already had to say. So Brian shocked. He said, I like that I don't have to sync my iPod to listen to my favorite podcasts. Anything new is instantly available. Sarah Payne wrote me and said, Stitcher organizes all my podcasts, plays them without interruption, and remembers where I left off. Maria Adams said, it not only remembers her favorite podcast, but it also remembers which one she's already heard. I think a lot of people are starting to use it now because it works on the iPhone, on the BlackBerry, on the Pre and Android. So I want to encourage you to give it a try. You can go to stitcher.com forward slash Lisa to get the app. And then don't forget when you're registering, put Lisa in the promo code and you'll get a chance to win a hundred bucks. If you're looking to seriously reduce your monthly bills, refinancing your mortgage may be one of the best ways to do it. This is just one of the tips in the new Quick and Dirty Tips audiobook, Money Girls, 10 Steps to a Debt-Free Life by Laura Adams. You can get it now on iTunes or audible.com. If you have questions about how to communicate better at work, leave a voicemail at 206-350-7970 or email publicspeaker at quickanddirtytips.com. Sign up for Lisa's newsletter or get information about speeches and workshops by visiting lisabmarshall.com. You can find a transcript of this show and links to connect with Lisa at publicspeaker.quickanddirtytips.com.